So 1 Peter 2.9, the Bible says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. We highlighted last week two words there, a holy, a holy nation, and you are his special people. Amen. Amen. And then I did mention to you last week, we are not a nation, Engenayu culture. We are not a cultureless community of people. We are a nation in our own right. We have a king. His name is Jesus. Whenever you have a king in any kingdom, the king has his way of doing things. Now, culture, of course, has to do with how we do life. That's what we said last week. Now, any king in any kingdom has his preferred way of doing things. His subjects in the kingdom, he has in his mind a, a way of how are they supposed to approach life. For you to be identified with this particular kingdom, you will have to live your life in a particular way. When you begin to do that, you are identified with the head of the kingdom and it shows that you are submitted to that particular kingdom. If you leave submitting to this kingdom, but you live your life as per the prescripts of the kingdom, that means you don't honor the king of this particular kingdom. You may as well just go and live there because you are not loyal. You are not of this nation. You are not of this nation. So as Ikolwa, Ikolwa lipilonga sizweni sabangwele. And amakolwa anumbusi wawo. Amakolwa anenkosi apansi kwayo. Amakolwa anesikompilo lawo. Ogogotu uma uikolwa. Angenzi nje ogoshura mfundi. Mfundi zahasi yo inkosi yombuso. Uwe isi sebenzi. Esi sisi nkosi. But he's not the final authority. No. He is only a servant in the kingdom. But it is Jesus Christ who reigns above all and it is under him that we submit ourselves. Amen. So again, Christians are a nation with an identity. We are a nation with a culture. This whole teaching now, it, it would be clear for you to understand. Then what happens? 
Because my husband is so low, for the government change. Eh, Then when I begin to walk in the kingdom of God. What do I do? Now, when they had said that, and they said they must slaughter a goat, and they specified the color, but I be nyamim booze. That's how you are supposed to do life as a kabasha. And then it gets to a point where I get to the word and the word speaks and it says something else. Now as a child of God, as he called, there is a, then a conflict now, I'm afraid we are very we are culture oriented people. Yeah. We are we, we are very culture specific. It's not to In actual fact, I'm Africa, they are more connected to a culture and ancestors than they are to God. They they they, they relate more to an ancestor than they do to God. Then I come under a king, and he says, now I own you. You are mine. You are never yours. You cannot do what you want. You do what I tell you to do. And you do what I tell you to do. And we ask, how do you tell me what to do? He says, I tell you through my word. My word is called scripture. It's the script that we are given by heaven to walk along. Amen. So, we are a nation, we have a culture. Amen. Lele verse lele. Letting us look up and nina, niluhlanga, olukechiweyo. Niluhlanga. Olukechiweyo. Obu priesti, obu kosu. He's pulling us out of life's corner. It's a nation amongst nations. Within nations, there's a nation. We, we are a nation. We coexist with the nations in the world. So, last week, Lendo it's about a change of citizenship. It's about a change of citizenship in the spirit. Last week, you can compare it or you can liken it to leaving one country 
and you are going to another country. Now the new country you are going into has uh, di different laws, there's a different constitution, mm. uh, there are different rules that govern there. Now this happens in the realm of the spirit. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So okay, we, 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 we are moving from one country to another country. Amen. Now, I also quoted this scripture last week, which I want us to go to, which is uh, Revelation 7. Where are we? Petrol, we've done that. Let's go. Amen. Revelation 7. Then we're going to go into that because we need to uh, hasten with the sky. But I need to cover everything today. Revelation 7, oh, 9 to 10. I need to find the scripture up here so that you can help me. Have I gone past it, Ned? No. Amen. Yes. All right, that's fine. Amen. Let me read it to you. Uh, Revelation 7, verses 9 and 10. Because we, I gave you that last week to say to you, Unkulunkulu is not against diversity. Remember that? He's not against uh, diversity. We read last week, oh, Revelation 7, verse 9 and 10. We said, after these things, I looked and behold a great multitude, which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and unto the Lamb. Amen. So when you look at that, you'll see that there's nations, there's tribes. Amen. Amen. And there's peoples and tongues, which is languages. That's why I said to you, God understands this is Zulu very much. If you praise Vanda, God is blessed. You can be anointed and do mighty wonders just preaching in this Vanda. No. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So God is a God of diversity. In the book of Genesis, if you look at creation, you would know that God did not duplicate. He just loves a variety of things. So when it comes to people, the human race, he made us different for a reason. When someone says, holy, 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 somewhere else, well, God loves that. That's diversity. Amen. Amen. So, as much as God loves diversity, and as much as God uh, understands culture, we also know that culture is man-made. I want you to know that. Because culture uh, is It is into a tonsung upon the Quesbeletos Kamama. Saturday last week, a culture is sick or it is postnatally acquired. Is can 
asikhe sicene sikwazi ukudetector ukuthi ingane yo isikoleni it can detect your race I can tell on 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 in monitor that is a black child probably maso usunyukile ngenyanga maybe there's a white child maybe can and there's hair you can see that but in terms of your practices ukuthi uzokhuluma ntoni uzokwenza kanjani uma ngibona umuntu lo angizo responda kanjani in my understanding yini ukufa kwenzeka abantu basofile because those things are culture specific we we are fundies all those into he seek of law eh umuntu osihambile emhlabeni kwenzekelana kiyena eh umhlaba wavela kanjani those things we learn such that if you were to go and live in nigeria uzalwe la south africa days old you you aren't even able to speak yet when you go there you are introduced to their language yeah. so you will learn to speak ulimlwabo fluently yeah. you will learn to live like them as if you were a nigerian yourself yeah. you do up nigeria more than most of them yeah. because this thing is learned ukuthi umuntu osifazana ubani how do whether uhlala phansi mayizwe ukuletheleti ye ukuqisisa passageni you you learn those things you are taught that yeah. so that by the time we come to a place where we we we, we talk about us you 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 understand what we we have learned whatever you learn you can unlearn yeah. and then you can then begin to embrace your identity as god wants you to see yourself yes. one thing you must realize that you are becoming something yeah. every day yeah. it's either you are becoming more like god you can only become more like jesus if you act like jesus yeah. if you do life like jesus wants you to do life yeah. or you're becoming more like something else because you you believe ukuthi mangiphila kanje lokho ngenze ukuthi ngibe ileyo into kakhulu are you with me bazalwan So because this is a very sensitive this is why ministries don't even touch these things because they will drive away people uh, it will call if it if it's dealt with God in the spirit of God yeah. you will begin to realize that no man God wants me to the very reason why I was brought here it was for his glory konke lo kunye okuzayo kwamasiko ukuthi nguzipho qabashe it's for convenience purposes for me to just while am i while i'm busy doing what god has brought me here for for a few years i'm going to do that within a certain language within a certain people group which i am meant to influence for the kingdom within a certain nation in a time period but i cannot be preoccupied yeah. with the identity of these people because mine is to ensure that i bring them into their eternal destiny yes. whether it's 60 years i'm here or 70 years i'll spend here yeah. mine is not to have a covenant relationship with ubuzolo yeah. 
Mine is to have a covenant relationship with So that even if God were to say to me what he told Abraham in, in, in Genesis 12, come out of your father's house, come out of your nation. I will be able to do so because I am looking at things from a bigger view and picture and scope. I know with all this, the fact that I'm black, it's by divine purpose. Everything about you serves a purpose for God. We are not just here to be excited about that's my identity no 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 the most important thing is for you to know your purpose the reason for which god brought you here and then you begin to influence people because i will i will explain these things in the next two weeks i'm talking it's, it's a broad thing it's a broad topic this i don't even know where to i'm just trusting god but you will learn that the most important thing in life is for you to know that you derive your identity from the word you are who god says you are you can do what god says you can do you can become your future looks exactly like the promises of God in His Word. I don't care what you answer in your family, in your bloodline, in your ancestry. There is never, it has never happened that anybody got a degree or anybody achieved this. No one had a property that they never owned. It's, it's irrelevant. When you come into the kingdom, you are given a new identity. What was impossible within the limitations of your earthly culture, when you submit yourself under the king of heaven, what was impossible in the earth, according to the limitations given to us by our forefathers, when we step into the kingdom, things become possible. This is why it says, all things are possible to those who believe he says to abraham you have to step out of this because the way they have taught you it will bring limitation i am the god of heaven and earth i am the first and the last i made their ancestor whoever got them to be here i am the first one i am god of heaven and earth i am calling you out of that a limitation and the box i'm calling you to minister with the father of all nations not just to master your your, your particular culture and to, and just to influence i'm calling you out to influence nations for me that's how big that's my thoughts about you to be impactful in the whole earth when you pray in your house the entire Durban shakes because you are standing in the right place. That's your place in God. But if you are living in a certain box full of limitations based on whatever they, 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 they taught you and they put you in, there are levels in God you will never reach until you choose to step out of that box and begin to stand before God and say, Lord God, 
Lento owang bisayona. Whatever you declared upon my life while I was in my father, my mother's womb, I want to be that. I want the the manifestation of my destiny to be a reality in the earth. Amen. So I want the people of God to know that. Amen. Now let's come to this. Now this is where it begins, Basala. Last week I tried to give you a certain foundation. It is just so broad, but I am trusting God. Amen. Amen. Now, in the Garden of Eden, in the book of Genesis, there's chapter 1 and chapter 2. Chapter 3, chapter 3 from verse 5, after verse 4, there's a full stop. Now, after that full stop, everything in the earth, is, is, it just goes downwards. Until Jesus comes and he restores the human race. But there is a way of life that they were exposed to. Before the fall of man. In Genesis chapter 3. There is a way of life that God introduced them into. Which was meant to be a model. That's, that's what's going to be happening in the millennium. When we are with Jesus forever. What was supposed to happen in the Garden of Eden. And God ruined by the enemy. We are going to experience that. This is why there's a tree of life in Revelation. Because God begins to restore what was stolen in the Garden of Eden. Amen. Amen. So if you study the Bible, you will realize what it, there is no cutting of the skin in Genesis before sin happens. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Before sin is introduced... Uh, there is no cutting of the skin. There is no skin painting. There is no praying to spirits. There is no praying to ancestors. Well, they, there was no ancestor. They were the first people. But there were things which did not happen then. Then. And there's a reason for that. And there's a reason why they were introduced later. No, I'm coming to you now. Because we are Zulus and we are, we are Kosas. I, we need to speak to you. Amen. Whether it, it's, it's uncomfortable, it must be taught, it must be given. Amen. If you don't have the grace to preach it, you mustn't because it's only Mazabad. You can only minister this if you have the grace to minister it. Amen. Uh, now, there's a reason why there was no. Then. According to the word of God, Adam they lived in what is called, they lived under the blessing. Amen. Yeah. Uh, I hope there is my scripture. My things are not working well, Mom Kabasha, today. Amen. Uh, but to Adam they lived according to what God said. Yeah. That is what they did. Whatever God said, that's what they did. Their lives was going to turn out according to what God had told them. There was in their spirit. The law of holiness, righteousness was locked in them. So all the choices that they made and all the activities, those were determined by the blessing that God had released upon them. Amen. So again, I guess Siela. 
and, and, and then read this particular scripture. It says, so God created man in his own image, in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Amen. So the Bible says they were blessed. There was a blessing that God released upon them. Amen. Uh, by way of words. So they, they lived under the blessing of God. However, when you go to Genesis 3, or verse number 4, it is clear that there is, a, there is a, a, another voice that comes in the garden. A contrary voice. contrary. Now, this voice speaks. He says something totally opposite to what the creator had said. Now, in the history of creation, it was the first time ever that God would say something and there would be another voice that is speaking something totally opposite. In eternity past, that had never happened before on earth. He might have done that in heaven when he rebelled against God, but under the earth's atmosphere, it had never happened that God would say something and then while God is saying that and the, the, the whole atmosphere is filled with the word of God, another strange voice begins to speak and, and, and the airwaves carries a voice that is totally opposed to what God had said. Now, in Genesis 3 verse 4, the Bible says, Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not. Now God had said, you will surely die. Yeah. Then the serpent comes and he says, you will not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Now what I want you to know, when I Lady Israel Kuluma represented a world, yeah. a world with its own culture, a world with an agenda, yeah. a world with a perspective on how to govern yeah. the nations of the earth. Yeah. So when he speaks, and he speaks a word opposed to the word of God, he is representing a kingdom yes. he is representing a word now it becomes clear with when God speaks there can be an alternative yeah. if God has said you will not drink blood the voice comes and it says you will drink blood because because when he spoke to Adam and Eve he says you will not surely die for God for means because God will so when God speaks something, suddenly now there is a voice that will always challenge yeah. what God has said. Now the voice that is challenging what God has said carries 
what I call the other week a content. Yeah. That's going to become the culture content of the nations. Yeah. When God says, you must do this, no. You will not, you will drink blood. Yeah. When God says, you will not worship or build altars for the dead, God declares it and a voice comes and it says, you will because and they can give you all the motivation, all the philosophies and all the ideologies and every wonderful thing. It sounds so amazing. It's because the Bible says he is cunning and he's deceitful. For the enemy, he's smart. He knows how to speak. That's why he was able to convince Eve. God says you will not have sexual relations with an animal in Leviticus. And a voice comes and says, no, you will. You will because. And he gives you the reasons, the motivations why you must do this. Why as an African person, it makes sense for you to behave and to do certain practices and rituals. Why you must. The reasonings given to you they are so logical sometimes if you are not grounded in the word, you will find yourself being swept away because it is so packaged so beautifully. It is tailor-made for an African woman. It is tailor-made for an African man, a Zulu man. It's how he packages it. So now there is this voice that is speaking. In Leviticus, for instance, the Bible says you shall not have any cuttings in your flesh. Leviticus 19, verse 28. You shall not have any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor tattoo. No tattoo, any marks on you. Now the enemy comes and says, you will cut your body because I have something profound for you as a black person the reason why you must cut the body the reason you must slaughter the animal and shed blood i have got reasons why you must as he did have reasons for adam for eve now the strategy has not changed it's called modus operandi it has not changed what he did in the garden he's still using the same method and strategy so all i'm saying right now understand that god will always speak but there is a contrary voice speaking in the earth today it can speak through a particular religion it can speak through an individual it can speak through some whatever organization that is pushing certain agenda but the, the, the enemy is not short of platforms to voice what he wants the nations of the world to know, which is contrary. He does it on TV, a talk show host. He does it through celebrities. He does it everywhere. They are everywhere. The other voice in the garden just was one voice. Now there is a proliferation. Everybody is sponsored. Millions. And he he gives millions of of dollars to his voice so that his voice can be heard. 
When you turn your phone on, you tell that he's there. Yeah. He's, he's, he's telling you why you should not do what God said you, you should do. Everywhere you go, you listen to a music, a rap song. You put it on. They, they, they are rapping it to you. Yeah. If you don't read it, you must dance to it. If you don't dance to it, they will act it out for you. Yeah. In a movie, yeah. they, they, they have different platforms to communicate. Yeah. All we do is come to church and preach. They, they sing it, they rap it, they write it in a poem, they write it in a story. They, they, they do everything, they put it on a billboard. Yeah. They communicate in the same message so that our generation can get it. No. Whatever God said, you don't have to do that. You are in the 21st century. The Bible is an old dated book. We are living in a different time and season. Yeah. Times have changed. God did not have in mind this generation when he wrote the book. Now you must accommodate uh, the, the, the constitution and, and the developments in the world today. Let's put that to one side. Now, what I'm going to talk to you now about, Barcelona, is going to, I don't know if you have, you have because churches don't uh, talk about these things much, but I'm trusting God. I don't know how many of you have heard about fallen angels, and um, if anybody has preached on Genesis 6, like properly, I know they are in America. I don't know in our country, I'm sure they are. Because we have a big country, but what I'm about to teach you now, I want you to, I'm trusting God for you to grasp it. Amen. Because people don't talk about, about these things a lot. Amen. Now, Genesis 6, the reason why pastors and apostles and prophets, they don't teach on this particular, this is the most problematic passage of scripture in the Bible. Yeah. This one. It is very rare that you will hear people minister on it. Because there's just too much drama. It's just, it, it, even the early fathers in the early church, when they interpreted the Bible, they, they, they tried to, they changed certain words. You have to go back to the Greek and Hebrew to understand that. Now, this particular scripture says, um, now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were beautiful and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose and the lord said my spirit shall not strive with men forever for he is indeed flesh yet his days shall be 120 years there were giants out the giants. giants now the word for giants is nephilim Gonna come to that. It's Nephilim. Nephilim. There were giants on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men and they bore children to them, those were the mighty men uh, of old, men of renown. Amen. Now, this is very. Uh, Deep, and anybody who comes to Kingdom Embassy House, you must understand Genesis chapter 6 because if you want to talk about culture, everything you will realize goes back 
to Genesis 6 almost. When you talk about ancestors, it may as well begin right here. Now, in that passage of scripture, it is mentioned sons of God. Now, sons of God, we know that these were angels sent to earth to watch over the people. Yeah. They're called holy watchers. Holy, holy watchers. They sent to watch. Uh, if you read other extra biblical books, I think there are about 120 of them. They were on Mount Hermon. When they look down the village, they see women, earthly women. Now you must understand, ma'am, they come in different species. This is why they want, the men wanted to sleep with, men, uh, with them. Men were homosexual. So when these angels came, men wanted to sleep with them because they had an earthly form. Yeah. Angels have, have different, uh, there are different species of angels. There are angels with wings. There are angels who look like you. This is why the Bible says, be careful to entertain strangers yes. because by doing so, you will never know when you are entertaining an angel. Why? Because an angel may come to you without wings, without a glow and everything else because they're able to change form. Yeah. Amen. So these particular angels, they, they had a, a human body. They were sent uh, into the earth specifically to, to, to guard the nations of the earth. Now the Bible says, and the Bible teaches uh, that then they began to have uh, sexual relations with them. And according to this particular scripture, uh, children were born of these, this communion between earthly women and these angels. Yeah. What came out of that, it was something called the Nephilim. They were giants because they were half angel and half human. Yeah. That, that's where Goliath comes from. Yeah. Amen. So they were, they were half God and they were half man. That gave them capabilities which no one else had. Uh, the Nephilim. Now, they are the fallen ones. Uh, half human, half God. And it says, wicked offspring of the holy watchers. Yeah. Amen. Now, if you, if you understand these things, you will know because the Greek mythology... If you hear about Hercules and Zeus and Caspar, if you watch a movie and there are these characters that have uh, supernatural powers, they are making reference to the Nephilim. Yeah. The Nephilim. Uh, the people who are amazing, amazing, amazing oh. capabilities because gave them an upper hand yeah. above those who were in the earth. Yeah. So they, 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 they were wicked. That's one thing we know about them according to scriptures, which we're going to see right now. Yeah. They had supernaturally super strength. Yeah. This is why they only push They Once they push everybody else yeah. can just stay at home. Yeah. They were tall. They were tall beings. Very tall, gigantic beings. Because of the soul. What they were, they had super intellect. Yeah. That's why there was a, a, a rapid increase in, in, in civilization. Yeah. Because if you study, they taught people how to make metal weapons. 
They came with them. They taught people uh, knowledge forms. For instance, astrology, how to read stars. They taught people magical powers. They taught people witchcraft, psychic abilities and occult. Those things were introduced by the Nephilim in the end. The pyramids in Egypt, they they won't won't tell you that because they they just won't, they just can't, you know? But the pyramids in Egypt, the, the, the Nephilim had something to do with them because they will tell you that those things, one brick is about this size and there is no science at the time and technology that gave them capabilities to be able to build something that complex. Yeah. Amen. So I'm just giving you, to, we are going somewhere. Yeah. So I want you to understand. So that's why I'm afraid. Once you know these things, once you know stuff, your life is never the same. Your relationship with God is never the same because you understand as stuff. Uh, if you study also, they had certain cosmetic tricks which they gave to women so that they could be able to attract an opposite sex. Amen. They, 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 they were wicked people. They're able to, they just put stuff on you, you must, you must put it like this, so that you can able to seduce an opposite sex. They, they taught all those things to the nations of the earth, and as such, the earth was corrupted. Because they revealed knowledge which was not supposed to be released into the earth space. Like magic, for instance, witchcraft. Being able to say certain things and causing the elements to be- behave in a certain way. What do you think magic? Do you think the trick, there's a difference between a trick and magic? A trick is something that I can do, which I can show you, and you can do the same. Yeah. But magic is supernatural. Magic, umlingo, is, is, is supernatural. It's demonic. That is why the Bible speaks against it. So they, they, they taught the people how to manipulate the laws of nature for their own benefit. Yeah. I saw on TV this guy has a stick and he points somewhere and there is fire. What do you think that is? It's a joke. It's not a joke. They, they are working with spirits. Yeah. They are working with wicked spirits. They have covenants with wicked spirits where that help them to do things that you and I cannot do. It's secret knowledge that mankind was not supposed to be exposed to. And they, they opened this window to the human race. Why? Because they were very proud and arrogant beings. They wanted worship. Yeah. If they could do something that an ordinary king cannot do, all the people would be drawn to them. As such, they, 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 they were very powerful, they were very wicked. Let's take a Bible. The earth was corrupted because of these beings that had been released into the earth. In actual fact, Bazalwar, there was an attack on a human gene. Because this is why the Bible, but I'm not dead there. Because when they were released, one of their agenda was to corrupt the, the human gene. They wanted to contaminate the bloodline. Because if they are demonic and then they can speak with earthly women, then the, the bloodline will be contaminated. 
That's why the Lord then says, you shall not intermarry. Not because he was being mean. He knew that the earth had been corrupted by the Nephilim. So he tells the, the, the children of Israel, you shall not intermarry. Don't take their wives. Don't take their wives. Don't allow their son to take your daughters because of this issue. Yes, the Lord. I pray that you, 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 you flow with me. Amen. So because of that, the flood, by the time flood comes, flood does not come because God is a cruel God. The reason for the flood on earth was to deal and wipe out the earth that had been contaminated and polluted and infiltrated by a wicked seed called the Nephilim. So God begins to wipe out the earth and there's a cleansing. It's, it's like the earth is going through a baptism. Now we must start anew because we cannot carry on this way with a wicked earth that's been taken over this way. Amen. I take a Bible because God is faithful. What you are looking at there is an average size horse. Now, they tried to capture how big that thing would have been like. Now, that's, that's a horse. That's a big horse. Now, to him, that's how it, it looks like. They were huge, wicked beings. Now, directors of movies, because they know too much, they... They portray these characters. There are things I'm going to share with you as we go on in the coming weeks. Now, that's a human being. That's an average size of a Nephilim. Yeah. That's, that's one person there with the fossils. There's another one right there. That's how big those things were. So when they talk about Goliath, you must have a picture in your mind what they were referring to. Not just this Goliath. <laughs> Goliath was a beast. Goliath had, had, had 12 toes. They were huge creatures and they were powerful and dominant in the earth. Now let's go to that particular scripture, uh, five, 5 to 6. It says, Then the Lord saw that the wicked, wickedness of man uh, was great in the earth and that the intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth. And he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth. Both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air. For I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Amen. Now, I must talk to you about Noah because just briefly, Bazar, I'm trying to just cover as much as I can. Because Noah found grace. We are This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah is a just man, perfect in his generations. Now, perfect law. Is problematic because it does not mean he was sinless. Yeah. This is why later on we are humble. Yeah. It's not because the Bible is contradicting itself. No. 
Noah was perfect in the sense that his blood was not polluted yet. So he was the only person who qualified for God to start a new earth from. He was he had a pure blood, pure blood in himself. He had not been uh, contaminated by the the the, the nephilim and his intermarriages. So. God looks around and he says, now I need to start anew. I must start afresh. But all of them have been messed up with. Their their, their DNA is corrupted. How will the seed, the son of man, be born? How? How? Now he finds one man. By God's grace, it says he was perfect in his generations. Perfect means his blood was not what? contaminated so God could begin to then build the new race through him amen, amen. now now I'm gonna read that fast you I, I don't think you can even read that amen because now I need to begin to talk to you about the culture of the Nephilim yeah. uh, creatures that big who who have come with ideas into your world yeah. They will not bow to your little culture here. This is how we do things. We do. No, no. This is this is how you. Do. They tell you how to do things. Yeah. They told you how to read stars. They told you how to get things moving. How to get rain to flow. Yeah. So you yeah. cannot limit them in the box of your culture. Yeah. We don't care what you do. We have come to tell you how to live your life. So they had. A culture. So it says, when the Lord your God brings you into the land which you go to possess and has cast out many nations before you, the Hittites and the Gikash. Now, all the ites, when it says ites, from today you must know that those were giant nations. That's why when he sends them, I'm a spies to Canaan to spy the land. They come back and says those people are huge. Yeah. We are like they are huge people. We are like grasshoppers. They say we are like grasshoppers to them in comparison. Yeah. Yeah. They are not exaggerating. Yeah. They were relating what they had seen through their spying. And they wrote a report and they said, we have spied out the land. The land is beautiful. Our grapes are huge. But the people, those people are huge. We are over here. We are like grasshoppers. So when it talks about Amorites, Canaanites, Perizzites, Hevites, Jebusites, as long as there's an ite, they are called ites. If it says ites, you know that you are dealing with a giant. Now, still on that, I've always wondered why God would be so cruel. And he would tell them, go to this nation, kill a little baby, kill everybody, kill, kill a woman, kill a little baby, and infant slaughter them. Like, God, aren't you a God of love? Aren't you a God of grace? That's what the word asks. Can they read those scriptures? But your God, how could he allow them? No, he was not dealing with the ordinary human beings. He was... Dealing with a contaminated race group. 
So that little thing, it's a devil. It's, it's half devil, half man. So it's, it's a devil in a small, it's a giant in a small body. So as far as God is concerned, because he had not released that species, that DNA into the earth, because there was no mandate from heaven for such a species of people to be born, God says, wipe them out. They are not real human beings. They've come to contaminate. So when you read the Bible with this understanding, it does not contradict the fact that your God is a God of love, a God of mercy. Why would God send a flood and kill everybody? No. God was cleansing the earth. This is why it says first, he was grieved, he was sorry. When I first read that, I, I wept many years ago. I just called him sorry. I was just imagining him. Just like, I'm sorry. Now I have to wipe them out. So when you read those uh, passages of scripture, Know that your God does not confuse himself. He's a great God. Yeah. He's a merciful Father. He's a God of grace. A God of love. He's a gentle God. He's a, he's a beautiful God. But that had to be done because the Christ had to be born. The Christ had to be born. Now he says here and he continues. And the Jebusite, seven nations greater and mightier than you which were the Nephilim, like I've told you. And when the Lord your God delivers them over to you, you shall conquer them and utterly destroy them. You shall make no covenant with them, nor show mercy to them, nor shall you make marriages with them. You shall not give your daughters to their son, nor take their daughters for your son. Now, God is saying this to me. Now, I must choose. Do I do what he says, the creator of the universe, looking at life from where he sits? Or must I, look, I live my life as Umzulu right here? According to my limited perspective of things. He does not explain to them why they must not intermarry. He, he, he just gives them a portion. Well, because they will draw you to oh, their gods. Yeah. But they yeah. still don't get the bigger picture. Yeah. So he tells them, your grandchildren will have the Nephilim gene and contaminated blood spiritually if you allow your children to have relations with them. Your grandchildren will be Nephilim children. That's what he said. That's the reason why you are not to intermarry. How God is so mean. Why wouldn't you allow them to marry other people? Does that mean that I'm... Oh, I'm, I'm this is why the, the white people have, have, have in, misinterpreted the scripture. To say, They use the same scripture to, to, to mess it up because they are racist. It's not what God is saying. God was speaking specifically about a specific race which had been released by the devil into the earth. Amen. So he's saying, don't intermarry with them. Otherwise, your line of ancestry will be traced back to the fallen angels. So by the time your kids say, 
I am praying to my ancestors. I'm coming to that one. So, a thousand years go past, five thousand years go past. When they trace their roots, they will always go back to the half man, yeah. half demon ancestor. Now, in 2019, you, you, you say, it's an ancestor. In your mind, you are thinking, you're talking about umkulu, kamkul, right there. But what you don't know is your ancestor had a boss. So, umunu umkabelu, we are ulisa. Umanu whoever. We are, because he can't receive it because now the boss. Na esapila wa ikabelu tile. So it, it, it keeps on being transferred back, back, back thousands of years until it's clean. Which I am even scared to tell you who it is. Right here. I was on for they will turn your sons away from following me to serve other gods. So the anger of the Lord will be aroused against you and destroy you suddenly. But thus you shall deal with them. You shall destroy their altars and break down their sacred pillars and cut down their wooden images and burn their carved images with fire. For you are a holy people. I don't know if you have that there. Let me just carry on. For you are a holy people to the Lord, yeah. your God. The Lord, your God, has chosen you to be a people for himself. A special treasure, it says, if you carry on there. Above all peoples, on the face of the earth. Amen. Amen. Now, in human nature, many did disobey him. Many people disobeyed the Lord and they did whatever they wanted. So, as we stand right here, we need to ask ourselves, what are the true origins of our cultural beliefs? Where does things begin? Where, where does it start? Yeah. What is the first point? Because, look at Squazio, Ukmuma, Somebody, somebody came up with that idea. Yeah. Now, where does that, let, let, let's trace everything back to its originality. Yeah. And then begin to deal with that. If you can face that and say, no, I'm going to bow, then it's fine. Yeah. But it's good for you to know the beginning of things. Let us not do things blindly because Ngakula Tiwa. But I was not there. Now before, before, because I used to ask those questions before I was, was saved. I was not there, not out of arrogance. But but the Who said it? Who? Remember the story I told, man? Let me just do that quickly. 
Amen. Let me leave it for next week. Amen. But this story that's told him, I move page. This woman always makes the father in cook. Uh, oven. Always cuts the wings. Always cuts the wings. And the head. Always. Always cutting the wings. Then one day, like me, she asks a question. Ma, why do you cut off a off before Fage in Kuku Avin? Atumawake, because Fortunately, the granny was still alive. So she goes and asks God, Why do you cut the wings before you put them in the oven? Granny says, no, my mother used to do it. Fortunately enough, she's still alive. So she could drive there. I took Gogo. No. When I was growing up, our ovens were small. So they could not accommodate the whole turkey, the whole chicken. So we had to chop off the wings so we could slot it in. Now, if the young woman had not asked, another 50 generations would have done the same until a generation arises. They will ask, why do we do what we do? Say amen. amen. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Now, I have no time to talk to you about Nimrod, the son of Cush. If you know Amarasta, it's a master living in the Cush. Noah had three sons. And some charismatic churches. I have no I have no time to discuss because all these things must be discussed so that we know exactly who we are and what we must embrace because there's nothing else out there in a man now kush means black but I, I, I don't have time to tell you so that we can explain to you the ancestor of the black people who took Kush because we are no Kush Wambula, we say, who are what Wambulu? Who can know? I buy them balls, no one know Wambula. I have no time, but let me just conclude this way just for today. It says with Samazula, I wanted to know them. It's a very young nation. I don't know if you understand history. Yeah. 17th, 16th century, thereabouts. We, we, are, we are a young nation. We're 300, 400, 500 years old, one more. Amen. Uh, so you must know that we are a very young nation. Now, before there were Zulus, who were we? No, it's not difficult. Ah, I'm going to if we National Geographic, just Google it. Before we were Zulus, who were we? Because if you check back, we are talking to, we are coming from Egypt, 
Ethiopia, Ethiopia, Egypt, Ethiopia, Egypt. There. When we were there, what were we doing? Who were we bound? So multi ancestor. I'm going to slaughter a goat. No, it's not up to you. In the spirit world, it's a chain. It's a chain. When, when you offer to this one, when you offer to this one, he hands over, 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 he hands over until that's to the original. That's the one you are bowing to. So the question is, who is in our blood? What are they demanding? When we cut ourselves, who receives our blood? As a sacrifice. Because every, whenever you are cut, I will take it next week. Whenever you are cut, the blood is a sacrifice. Yes. Yeah. Whether we are cut, when there is a flow of blood, blood is life. Yeah. You are handing over your life to that one. So who are we handing our lives to when we cut ourselves? Finally, now this is gonna. I wanna finish with this. Mangabash, is it possible? Then the blood we offer goes to an unintended recipient. Yeah. Who is the unintended recipient, Mam H, of the sacrifices you make as Umzolu? Based on the teachings, ma'am, that you've been exposed to. Who is the unintended recipient? Your ancestor had a boss. That he sacrificed to. Amen. Now, when he died, that boss did not. Your ancestor, boss, he remained. So when you offer something, it is passed on. To who? Who is the unintended recipient? Of the blood that you shed a spine. Mm. Who is the unintended recipient of let me show you in Samo? But because you are human, that will never know. You have just declared certain things to someone who is in hiding somewhere. Your incense in paper. It's not about you are saying, it's about the dynamics in the spirit, the network in the spirit. So, what are the unintended contracts? That was that aside. Oh, my father. Jeez. You think, but they are unintended contracts and deals that are signed. What are the unintended terms 
and conditions of these contracts where you told the spiritual fine print oh if i do this this will happen what was it explained to you now in all these things we are doing about sacrifices there will always be an unintended recipient of your prayers of your offerings and everything else that we do which we are going to touch next week we are children of god we are saved and washed in his precious blood we are his holy nation we are a royal priesthood we are a holy seed amen we'll speak isizolo we'll weigh we'll sing in dhamu but every time i am called upon to shed blood always know that the enemy is not absent when i am called upon to shed blood or to speak to someone else other than god always know that there's an unintended lift up your hands now father we thank you lord god for your word today we thank you that we are your people we want to serve you god we don't know how many times how many days we have here how many years whatever remains of our lives on earth we chose to serve you we chose to commit our lives to you we are not the offspring of the nephilim we disconnect ourselves from those holy watchers we are the seed of faith in jesus name we are your people spiritually father god we are connected to christ jesus to cleanse us to unplug us to disconnect us from that history that's why you call upon us to pray and say our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven we have one god Oh, Father, breathe upon your people by your Holy Spirit. Lord, in the name of Jesus, establish your people in present truth. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, Father, I pray for those who are weak in body in this place. Amen. Everybody else. Keep us, oh God, I pray. Plead the blood of Jesus. Cover your people. Cover Levi and everyone here. 
and those we left at home. As your church, oh God, we speak life upon your people. But that's why we have come into the earth to represent you, to be ambassadors of the kingdom, to speak on your behalf in Jesus' name. So, Father, we thank you for your people. In Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. Amen. Now, I want to encourage you to come and give. There are things we are not still able to do because um, still a small church. Uh, I was meant to give you the certain pamphlets today, but it just could, can't at this point. So um, I will encourage you that when, you know, just, just, just support the ministry the best way you can. Amen. So this is the offering basket. Thank you, Jesus. Oh.